Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Living Louder. This is a podcast all about embracing your imperfections and taking a leap of faith into a richer, fuller, more empowered life. It's your girl, your host, Chauncey Brene, back at it again on the ones and twos. I'm just kidding. Hi, though. Hi. Uh, Welcome back. I hope that y'all are having a good week. And I think that this week has been a little intense for a lot of people, just emotionally, um, from my friends that I've talked with and just from me experiencing it too, like super weird dreams and just kind of up and downs on the emotions. So I hope that you are taking it easy and just allowing them to come. You know what I'm saying? Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Uh, We got to let those emotions come and go as they please so we can be solid and not keep those emotions trapped inside of us and I'm not saying go off at every minute but maybe like every other minute you know if the situation requires (laughs) anyways you already know we're about to start it off with some good news let's do it hey 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 let's start it off with some good news Our good news for this week comes to us from Afrotech.com. Ooh, y'all. This boy, his name is Keyshawn Harris. K-E-A-S-H-O-N. He is 13 years old. And he created a device called the Social Awareness Machine. S-A-M. So he called him Sam. Sam is about five by five inches and can be worn on someone's, you know, someone's body. You can kind of clip it on yourself. And what it does is it beeps to let people know that they are within six feet in an effort to promote social distancing. Okay, wait, I know (laughs) y'all. Y'all want this already. I already know because I want this. Because people have no sense. So I need a little bit of Sam in my life, okay? Again, the device is called the Sam Social Awareness Machine. It's built from scratch. And basically, according to Harris, his gadget simply beeps when people are too close to each other to let them know that they need to create a safe distance at least six feet apart. So not only does his invention prove like how intelligent and amazing and like technologically genius he is but it also has the potential to actually save lives during the health crisis which is so it's pretty cool and so you know just goes to show kids are the future man they're the future he is a recent graduate of Montessori charter school and uh he's about to go attend a private school now because, you know, he's got a lot of attention from just how 
insanely intelligent he is. Um, they started a GoFundMe page just to make sure that he gets the best education possible. And it's already surpassed the goal of $10,000. So he is all set to attend private school and just to continue to grow in his gifts. Um, on Instagram, his dad, which is at Callis dad, K-A-L-I-C-E dad. So like Alice with a K. Um, he posted a video of his son demonstrating the machine and it's adorable because this kid is a hundred percent 13 years old <laughs> and he's just kind of nonchalantly talking about this genius technological device. It's very cute. Um, so if you want to go on there and take a look, you can. The dad writes, uh, here's some more pics of my genius son, the inventor of Sam, social awareness machine, 12 years old and has been taking college prep classes since the third grade. Yes, I'm bragging. Uh, so brag away, dad, because your son is a genius and... Um, I really can't wait to see what more amazing things that this kid does. And also, like, where, you know, where can I get this? Because a sister is tired of these people running up on her, especially at the grocery store. I can't deal. So I need a little Sam in my life. And if you do, too, go ahead and check out his Instagram. Hopefully, they will be developing uh, a deal to get this invention out there to the people. I love it. We are coming up on almost a year of being in self-isolation. Not going out, not doing the normal things that we're so used to doing. And it's really allowing me to reflect on the past year. And um, I've just been thinking about how all of the plans that we had just got put on hold and indefinitely put on hold. You know, there were so many people who had things that they wanted to do and ideas that they wanted to see come to fruition that just weren't able to do that. You know, I feel so bad for the the high school grads and the college grads, especially who were about to, you know, work in a field that they wanted to and the world completely changed and um, that could be seen as a setback or people who wanted to travel and they had trips planned, they had cruises planned, they had flights planned and, you know, literally flights were canceled, cruises were canceled. I had friends who were going to go into business for themselves and didn't want to take that risk because of the way that the world has been moving. And I think individually, each of us ended up giving up something. And for some people, the sacrifice was a lot bigger, but for other people, it may have been smaller. Um, but all of us had to deal with being in a holding pattern for, you know, our little, our pleasures and our goals and it's so sad, um, but that's where we are, and that's kind of the place that we found ourselves all in, and this week, I really wanted to talk about sitting in your own place of patience, because 
in this last year, we have really had to take a step back involuntarily, take a step back and be like, all right, it is what it is. And as annoying as that quote is, it's true. It is what it is. There was nothing that we could do that could change things. There was no way for us to force what we wanted to happen to happen. And in times like that, it's so important for us to have a solid foundation of who we are as a person. You know, last week we talked about just being and knowing that that was enough. And again, in times like that, we have to be able to rely on who we are and our foundation and all the work that we've been doing on relaxing and letting things flow. Because there is no way that we can wrangle things to do what we want to do when we're in the middle of a pandemic. There is just no way. Sometimes we are just not going to get our way. And this year that has been so increasingly apparent. So for me, I wanted to share a quote that has helped me get through times like that and just hard times in general, because I don't know if you're like me, but in the past couple of months, I've been getting really, really antsy. And I know that everyone has their own levels of comfortability in going out and meeting up with people. Uh, For me, I've been pretty, pretty super careful. I've seen friends maybe a handful of times um, outdoors, six feet apart for the most part. And uh, there's been one or two trusted friends that I've seen a couple of times and still outdoors, but didn't mind being closer just because, you know, I needed that for myself. Um, But I can maybe count on (laughs) both of my hands the amount of times that I've gone out And I'm getting antsy. I'm getting tired. I want to go out. I want to go out to eat. I want to spend time with my friends. I want to just hang out at people's houses and do the things, you know. Um, And it's hard because we don't know when there's going to be a definite end. And there's also things that I felt like I have wanted to do this year that I thought last year by this time, I would be able to be further along in that process. And it's been hard. It's not been easy. Um, And so I've had to talk to myself about this because there's nothing that I can do. There's no way for me to change this situation. Um, And I've had to sit in my place of patience. And so I want to share a quote that has been so instrumental to me and to my life. Uh, over the past five years, five or six years since I've heard it. Um, and so I'm just gonna, going to read it off to you. It is by Rumi. And it says, When I run after what I think I want, my days are a furnace of stress and anxiety. If I sit in my own place of patience, what I need flows to me and without pain. From this, I understand that what I want also wants me, is looking for me, and attracting me. There's a great secret here for anyone who can grasp it. Again, that's by Rumi. 
I cannot tell you guys how many times I have quoted that to myself over and over and over it, sometimes in tears, just saying it over and over to myself until it absorbs into my body. I have hope. I'm an optimist. I want things to work out. I look forward to things. I get excited about things. And when those things don't go my way, it can be a little hard. And I'm not talking about like, oh, I didn't get the thing that I wanted. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about superficial things. I think you guys understand what I'm talking about. Life things, opportunities where you feel like this is it. This is what I've been looking for. And then it turns out not to be that way. When I sit in my place of patience, what I need flows to me freely and without pain. When I run after what I think I want, my days are a furnace of stress and anxiety. I mean, truer words have never been spoken. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? When we're running after what we think we want, we become frantic. And that's the key, what we think we want. If we are living in a place of we understand that the universe is always working for our greatest good, God is always working on our behalf, then we know this to be true. And we have to daily remind ourselves that when we run after what we think we want, our days are going to become a furnace of stress and anxiety. We have to learn to sit in that place of patience and allow what we need to flow to us freely and without pain. Because what we want also wants us. It's also looking for us. It's also attracting us. And if we can grasp this secret, it's going to be on and popping. <laughs> if we can get this in our spirit, it's on and popping because nothing can touch us. If we stay in that place of patience, we understand what we need is going to come to us. So I wanted to share that with you guys. I wanted to share that quote because it has been such a source of comfort and such a source of peace to me. Um, And I I really hope that if this uh, resonated with you that it can become a place of peace for you as well. I'm telling you guys, poetry will save the world. Like when I am down, when I don't know what I'm doing, when I just feel so hopeless, I can crack open a book of poetry. I'm, I love Rumi. I love Hafiz. Um, both of them get me through. So if you find yourself in a tough space and you're just like, no, no, no inspirational quotes are doing it for me. No inspirational YouTube videos are doing it for me. Crack open a book of poetry and uh, let it minister to you because the beauty in that it just can wash over you and can really resonate with you. So anyway, I hope that was helpful. Let's go to our call to action. It's a call to action. It should come as no surprise that our call to action this week is to sit in our place of patience. Step one, get quiet. 
get your or get your uh, meditation music on. And this honestly can be one minute. Like you can do this right now um, as soon as we're done with this. Step one, get into your spirit that the universe, that God is working for your highest good. And you'll know when you get there. You'll know when you can actually feel that and understand that. Step two, sit in your place of patience and release to God, release to the universe, release to the heavens above, (laughs) whatever it is that you've been holding on to that you feel like you have had to grasp grasp tightly because no one else was going to take care of it. Release that. And wait until you feel that that release has been let go. That's it. That is it. Once you've done that, you are going to automatically feel that you have let that go to the universe and that they're going to take care of it and they will be working for your highest good. You don't have to hold on to that anymore. If it's going, if it's meant to be, it's going to be. Keep pushing, of course. Keep working towards what you want to do. But understand that closed doors and missed, quote unquote, missed opportunities are not failures. They are redirections to what the universe ultimately has for you. So again, our step one is to get into that place where we understand and can feel that God wants the best for us. Step two, release it to him and rinse and repeat, (laughs) rinse and repeat. Keep doing that every day, every day. We have to remind ourselves literally every day to do that. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's how it works. I don't know why, but... Here on planet Earth, we be forgetting. So we got to keep reminding ourselves over and over of this. All right. All right. That has been our episode of Living Louder for this week. I hope that y'all enjoyed it. And I hope that y'all have a wonderful week. If you resonated with this episode, you want to drop me a line, please do so. 3344 Louder. Leave me a voicemail. Um, we are also on Instagram at Living Louder Podcast. What was my last thing? Yes, if you can, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Rating it five stars and writing a review is super, super helpful. And if you really liked it, go ahead and share it on your Instagram story. Let people know you're listening to Living Louder. I love you so much. Until next time, you know I love you.